0: Hello and welcome to Goop Tales, episode 90 Copycatta, Mimic Fina, and the New York Macaws. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. Whether you're looking for a short podcast to limit screen time for kids, entertaining and educational stories to get your little one through a long day, or a family-friendly podcast to bring the whole family together, Goop Tales has it all, and you get to travel all over the world. I created this podcast as a way to help little ones tap into their imagination and away from the screens. If you have a curious mind and want to discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals, keep On listening. copycatta and Mimicthena, have you heard of them? Together, they are quite the gem. They laugh and chat and play, and this they do all the day. But oh, if they decide to copy you, I'm afraid it could make you a bit blue. Today's story was inspired by Micah, who had originally suggested goop triplets, Copycata, Mimicfina, and Imitatia, who get trapped in the parrot exhibit of the New York City Zoo. Micah, thank you so much for your suggestion. I love it. Those are some heavy-duty names you got going there, Copycatta, Mimicfina, and Imitatia. And I decided to take your triplets and turn them into twins with Copycata and Mimic Fina. Sometimes it's just easier to work with twins or it flows better for me. So I hope you're okay with that little creative liberty I took, but I love your suggestion to see the drawings for these two goops and all of the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover drawing for Copycata, Mimic Fina, and the New York macaws, just visit gooptails.com forward slash 9090. Now, if you've already sent a goop idea in for a story, have written a review like Micah did, or just sent us an email, listen until the end to see if you receive a shout out. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very boisterous pair of goop twins named Copycata and Mimicthina. The twins were full of fun and almost always in a merry mood. They were known for playing pranks on each other and the rest of the goops, all in the pursuit of a good time. They almost always dressed alike except for the color of their hats Mimicthina insisted that Copycata wear a purple hat instead of a blue one. She didn't want to be copied on everything. The twins could often make the other goops laugh until they fell down, barely able to breathe. (laughs) Once, they staged a puppet show and invited the Screener twins, Screener and Screenalina, the Mads, Mad Adam and Madam, Won't He and Why Not and and Touch 'em and Take 'em. It was a puppet show for twins. The puppet show had two puppets. One was voiced by Mimicthina, and it was a puppet of Cootie Canto. The other puppet was voiced by Copycatta, and it was a puppet of Excitabelle. The show began with a flourish of dramatic music and then Cootie Kanto showed up and began to walk along while singing. My name is Cootie Kanto. I am kind and oh so fun. But if a cootie were to touch me, I would have to run. What a glorious day it is, Cootie Kanto said. As he walked along, then Excitabelle appeared. She was jumping up and down and moving about. Oh, Cootie Counto, guess what? She called out. What? said Cootie Counto. Oh, oh, I just can't believe it. I was just visiting a lake and it was so funny. I saw a lot of geese and they got so upset if you come too close. They make their wings huge and they start hissing and sticking out their neck out you!" She exclaimed very excitedly. Oh, yes, geese do that. I don't like that. They could have cooties, replied the cootie-counter puppet. Oh, you mean you don't like it when they're like this? Said the excitable puppet as she waved her arms about, stuck out her neck and then ran after Cootie Counto and gave him a huge hug. Stop! Stop! Gross! Don't touch me! screamed Cootie Counto in a horrified voice as he struggled to free himself of Excitabelle's embrace. All of the twins watching the puppet show burst out into laughter. (laughs) They all had a good laugh at Cootie Counto's expense. (laughs) Then Mimic Fina, and Copycata stood up and took a bow. When Mimic Fina and Copycatta were like this, they were very funny, but there were times when the rest of the goops didn't think the twins were funny at all. Sometimes they took things too far. Mimic Fina was a very good mimic and she loved to mimic everyone. She even carried around a little notebook that she used to take notes if she saw someone or something that she wanted to mimic. Copycatta, on the other hand, was a big copycat. She copied lots of things, and she even copied her twin sister, Mimic Fina. Copycata carried around a Polaroid camera so that she could snap photos of the things she wanted to copy. She loved how Very Vane put sparkling silver strands in her hair, so she took a photo of it. She even snuck a photo of Know-It-All's homework so she could copy it. She knew that Know-It-All was very smart and probably had all the correct answers. On a very sunny spring day, Mimic Fina, and Copycata met up with their friend Runner to go in search of a rare blue butterfly. It was said that if you could capture a blue butterfly in Goop World and then release it at midnight, that the moon would turn blue. Copycata, Mimicthena, and Runner had tried many times to capture a blue butterfly and they weren't successful. But they didn't give up. The twins liked to go butterfly hunting with Runner because he could run very fast and they felt he had the best chance of catching a butterfly. He would never, ever stop running. The three of them walked along through a sunny field and saw many gold and black butterflies flitting about but they weren't interested in those butterflies. They spent the entire day running about the field and laughing while Mimic Fina entertained them. She even mimicked Miss Wigglebutt for them. Now class, did you know that it's very dangerous to go butterfly hunting? These are wild insects and they could attack at any moment. Both Runner and copycatta burst out laughing. (laughs) Suddenly, their laughter was interrupted as a lone blue butterfly flitted by them. Look over there, whispered Mimic Fina excitedly as she pointed to the blue butterfly who was moving along. Runner immediately hopped to his feet and began to chase the butterfly. Up and down the hills he went, coming so close but never close enough. The butterfly always escaped him at the last moment until Runner finally tripped on his shoelaces and fell flat on his face. Mimic Fina and Copycata both burst out laughing and then they began to imitate Runner. Catch me, catch me if you can. I'm a blue butterfly, called out Mimic Fina as she ran along, flapping her arms. Copycatta chased after her and said, I will catch you, my name is Runner. Copycatta chased Mimic Fina up a hill and grabbed her in fits of laughter. In doing so, she tripped over a rock that slid down the hill, leaving a large gaping black hole in its place. Copycata fell into the hole. And as she did, she grabbed the edge of Mimicthena's jumper, pulling them both down into the darkness. Chapter 2 The twins fell into the darkness and landed quickly on soft, damp earth. Both of them looked around, to blackness in every direction. Copicata whispered Mimic Fina, as she grasped her sister's hand. Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to land us here. I don't know what happened, Copicata whispered back. It's okay. At least we're together. Let's figure out how to get out of here, replied Mimic Fina. The twins began to feel around in the dark. Everything felt like dirt, and there didn't seem to be a way out. Keep feeling up and down the walls. Don't leave any spot untouched, said Copycatta, who was feeling responsible for getting them into this mess. The two of them touched every square inch of earth they could find until finally copycata put her hand on one of the walls and it caved in a little here she said as she held mimic fina's hand up to the spot mimic Fina put her hand in what was now a small hole and she felt around it seemed like a tunnel because she could stick her whole arm in and still not feel the end. This is our way out, exclaimed Mimic Fina with relief. The twins widened the tunnel so they could both fit in. Then they hopped in and flung dirt behind them until finally they saw a crack of sunlight. Look, said Copycata, as she began to dig even faster. Within minutes, the two of them we're looking up into a blue sky full of sunshine. We did it, they said simultaneously as they hugged. Then Copycata hoisted Mimicthina up out of the hole, and Mimicthina turned around and reached down to pull Copycata up. The two of them stood in the daylight and looked around. They were not back in the meadow chasing butterflies with Runner. They saw a huge rock in the distance in a pond of water. They were surrounded by earth-colored rock that was in layers with walls around it. Something about this place was very familiar, and something about it was very ominous. What is this place? whispered Mimic Fina as she wrote down some notes. I don't know, but I I feel like I've seen it before, but I can't place it. It's so strange, it looks vaguely familiar, said Copycatta as she snapped a photo. I feel the same. I feel like I've seen something like this before, but I can't remember, said Mimic Fina. The twins turned around, taking in the whole scene. And then suddenly, Mimicthena turned to Copycata. I think we're in a zoo, she said. Oh, that's it. That's it, said Copycata in agreement as she stared at her Polaroid. Oh, I do love a zoo, she continued. I love the animals, but I don't see any, she sighed as she looked around. It was true. They were in a zoo, but there were no animals to be seen. Yet. There were plants in the distance, but the twins couldn't see beyond them. For now, all they could see were the surrounding rock terraces and water pool. Well, let me give you an animal or two, said Mimic Fina as she began to mimic a peacock. She spread her arms out and fluffed her hat and her little jumper and paraded about proudly. I'm so beautiful. Who am I? She asked. A peacock or maybe very vain, said Copycatta. And both the twins burst (laughs) into fits of giggles. Okay, okay. Now, who am I? asked Mimic Fina as she made oinking sounds and rolled around on the dirty ground. You're a pig, or dirty gus, Copycatta said, and then burst out laughing <laughs> while the two of them <laughs> fell to the ground. Mimic Fina mimicked several more animals and continued to delight her sister. <laughs> then she imitated a tiger. She got on her hands and knees and began to crawl with long, graceful movements. Then, she roared. Who am I now? She laughed. Copycatta scrunched up her face as if thinking. Hmm. She sighed. Let me give you a hint again, said Mimic Fina as she roared again. Only this time, her roar. Was overpowered by the roar of a live tiger from very nearby. The twins whipped their heads around and stared down at a pool of water where a splendid tiger was standing with his jaws stretched wide open. He stared them straight in the eye and let out another enormous roar. Chapter three, the twins stared at the tiger and then at each other in horror. Copycata held up her Polaroid and took a quick photo because she couldn't help herself. Let's get out of here, the twins screeched. Then Copycatta grabbed Mimicthena's hand and pulled her into another water pool that was right behind them. They dove in without hesitation. Once underwater, the twins looked at each other. They didn't want to go back up to the surface, but they couldn't stay there either. Mimic Fina looked around and spotted a small opening in the pool they were in. It was some sort of tunnel. She grabbed Copicata and pulled her towards the opening the tiger's foot stepped into the pool just a few feet from the twins. With no time to waste, the twins squeezed into the tiny tunnel and kept moving. Try as he might, the tiger could not fit. All he could do was swipe his paw at the twins as they disappeared into the watery tunnel. The twins squirmed and squished their way through the tunnel as their hearts beat loudly. Finally, they popped up and out of an opening and stuck their heads into what seemed to be a giant jungle. Look, said Copycatta. Wow, where are we? And where is that tiger? asked Mimic Fina as she peered back at the small hole that she had just emerged from half expecting to see a tiger paw pop out of it, but it did not. Where is that tiger? said a voice. Mimic Fina stared at Copycatta, a bit annoyed. Are you copying me? she asked. Are you copying me? said the voice. Mimic Fina was ready to grow very irritated with her sister, but she noticed that Copycatta wasn't even moving her mouth. So she said, where is that Fierce tiger! Where is that big, fierce tiger? came the voice again. Then Mimic Fina scrunched up her entire face and let out a gurring sound as she spoke. Who is that? she grunted. Who is that? replied the voice. Copycata burst out laughing. (laughs) She was very entertained by Mimic Fina (laughs) getting a taste of her own medicine. Someone was mimicking her. Very well. Stop laughing! Growled Mimic Fina. Stop laughing! Stop laughing! Came the voice again. At this point, Mimic Fina felt she would explode with frustration. She held her finger to her mouth and indicated for Catta to be quiet. Then she grabbed her hand and quietly started to walk around the jungle they were in. The twins turned a corner and looked up to see two macaw parrots sitting high on a tree branch, staring down at them with knowing looks. One had a vibrant yellow body with bright blue wings, and the other had a red upper body and head with green and blue wings. They were both spectacular. Mimic Fina burst into a huge smile. She had heard about macaws, but she had never encountered one. Mimic Fina had met her (laughs) match. You got me, she burst out laughing. You got me, replied the yellow macaw. I think we're kindred spirits, said Mimic Fina. Kindred spirits, yes, kindred spirits, said the macaw. We know how to mimic and copy with the best of them, said Copycatta. Mimic and copy, mimic and copy said the red-headed parrot. Are we in a zoo? asked Mimic Fina. Zoo! Zoo. New York City Zoo! replied the parrots together. The twins smiled. Now they were really communicating with the macaws. New York City Zoo? How do we exit the zoo? We've already been chased by a tiger, asked Mimic Fina. Chased by a tiger! Chased by a tiger! said the red-headed macaw. Yes, we have a photo of him, and now we need to get out of here because who knows who else may come for us. How do we get out? Photo! Way out is way in, replied the two parrots in unison. We have to go back to the tiger, asked Copycatta, in a very hesitant voice. Photo! Back to tiger! Back to tiger! Photo! Back to tiger! Back to tiger! said the macaws. The twins looked at each other in a mixture of fear and bewilderment. These birds, I can't tell if they're copying us or helping us. It's annoying, said Copycata. Photo, copying or helping, copying or helping. Annoying, annoying, said the macaws together. Copycata and Mimic Fina stared at each other in frustration. They both knew that this was how the other goops must feel when Copycatta and Mimicfina wouldn't stop mimicking and copying them. Copycata sighed. And then she said in a very confident voice, so we must go back to the tiger in order to get out of here? Photo, back to tiger. Photo, back to tiger, said the macaws together. This time they were annoyed. Chapter four, the twins stood still and neither of them uttered a sound. They didn't want to hear the parrots mimic them. They knew what they had to do. They just didn't know the details. We need to figure out how to get back to the tiger. We can't go through that water tunnel again. We'd have to go against the water and then we'd be trapped at the other end And why do those birds keep saying photo?" said Mimic Fina. Copycatta cupped her hands to her mouth and called up to the parrots who were quietly sitting above them. We need your help. No more mimicking, please. How do we get out of here? How do we enter the tiger's den? How do we escape it again? The yellow bird cocked his head and looked down at her quizzically. Photo, climb tree, drop in, mimic predator, out again, that's all, said the parrot in a very parrot-like voice. Copycata turned to mimic Fina and repeated exactly what the parrot had said, but in a very different tone. She was quite unsure of what it all meant. Photo, climb tree, "'Mimic Predator, out again? "'That's what I said,' said the parrot from above "'in a very saucy voice. "'And then it added, tick tuck! "'Hmm,' gasped Mimic Fina. "'I think that parrot is saying, "'Hurry up!' "'Indeed, but we need to figure out this riddle,' "'said Copycata "'as she held up the photo she had taken of the tiger. "'Look!' She said, pointing to a sign on a cave behind the tiger. It said, exit. That's it. We need to get to that exit. The exit in the tiger's den? Asked Mimic Fina with a lump in her throat. Yes, but we have to be ready to scare him. We must mimic the predator of the tiger. Do they even have predators? Asked Mimic Fina, thinking aloud. Not many, but a bear or an elephant could take a tiger. I learned that from Miss Wigglebutt, Copycatta said proudly. That means we have to mimic an elephant or a bear? Mimic Fina asked in disbelief. Mimic Predator, tick-tock, came the parrot's voice from above, almost as if he were taunting them. Mimic Fina looked at Copycatta and rolled her eyes. We can do this. We can mimic an elephant, she whispered to her sister. Then the twins kicked into high gear. They knew they didn't have time to waste, and there was no more time for dilly-dallying. Climb tree is our first instruction, said Copycata, as she eyed the giant tree trunk in front of them. Immediately, they began to scale the trunk of the tree that held the parrots. The two of them shimmied up the trunk and came to the branch with the parrots on them. They held the parrots' gaze for a moment and then kept on moving. They shimmied over to a long branch that reached out across a divide that separated the tiger's den. This is it, said Copycatta, as she scooted along the branch with Mimic Fina behind her. The twins got to the end of the branch and looked below. They could see the tiger lounging by his lazy river. He seemed to be asleep. His tail flicked once or twice to swat flies, but other than that, he didn't move. Right beyond the tiger was the exit sign. That is where we are headed, whispered Copycata. Mimic Mimicfina nodded. ''Are you ready to mimic an elephant?'' asked Copycatta. Mimic Fina nodded again. ''It's now or never then. Let's use this vine to swing down,'' said Copycata as she held up a tree vine. The two of them hopped on and swung down into the tiger's den as quietly as they could. They landed on the ground, keeping one eye on the tiger, who was still sleeping.'' Ever so slowly, they began to creep around to the exit sign that was just beyond the tiger. Slowly, slowly they went. The tiger continued to sleep. When they were just feet away from the tiger, he stirred and the twins froze, waiting to see if he would drift back to sleep. His eyes remained closed, and he turned on his back to scratch it against the warm stone surface. He purred softly. Then he lazily opened an eye, and just as he was about to close it, he caught sight of the twins. In a flash, he was up and on his feet in an attack position ready to pounce. Now, said Copycatta. And just before the tiger could move another muscle, Mimic opened her mouth. She trumpeted like an elephant. It was the most perfect mimic she had ever done. Even Copycatta was blown away and looked around for an elephant. The tiger was so startled He too looked for an elephant. It was at that moment that Copycata grabbed Fina's hand and made a mad dash for the exit. They ran into a deep, dark hole. Mimikfina took a quick look behind her as they ran further into the darkness and she was sure she saw the golden eye of a tiger staring down the tunnel. They ran and ran in darkness until they saw a bright light from above and felt soft earth beneath their feet. Capicata climbed up into the light, reaching down to help mimic Fina. They emerged above ground to the exact spot they had fallen in. They watched as a blue butterfly flitted by. We did it, they said to each other. Let's go find Tell him everything, especially how I trumpeted like an elephant, said Mimic Fina. Yes, let's, replied Copycatta. The two of them set off to find Runner, but he was nowhere to be found. He was running through Rift Valley, Kenya, but that is a tale for another time i hope you enjoyed this goop tale and taking a trip to the new york city zoo if you loved listening to this story and you haven't already left a review on apple podcasts i would love it if you would do so by visiting gooptales.com forward slash review and that will just redirect you to the apple podcast page where you can leave your review and remember one star means you don't like it, which means you probably shouldn't be listening. And five stars means you love us and we love you. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button while you're there. Now, if you have a Goop idea that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptales.com. And on the right side of the screen, you're gonna see a green button that reads, leave a 90 second voice message for Maria. If you send in a voice message, not only are you likely to get a response from me because I listen to every single one, but also if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Wouldn't you love to hear your sweet voice on the podcast? If you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story, And the photos that go with it, just visit gooptailscom forward slash episode 90. That's nine zero. And I would love to see your creative artwork as well. If you're feeling like a little Picasso, just draw a picture of Copycata and Mimicfina and ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. And finally, it's time for the shout outs where I get to thank my listeners who I love so much. I listen to all your messages and I read them all. So thank you, thank you for the ones that sent me messages these past two weeks. I want to thank Simone, Lucia, Claire, Namaya, Mia, Avery, Micah, Nina, Makisi, Anukol, Anukol, Sorry, I sometimes don't pronounce correctly, but I hope that's right. Thank you for writing in, all of you, and for leaving a review or voice message. That is it for today's story. I will see you in the next Tale.